all salespeople. I'm calling all salespeople. Get prepared for a slim, long-headed brother with skills. Wearing a tailored suit, polished shoes, and gold watch. Last seen in Atlanta, boarding a plane, on his way to do another training. Sales pros, tighten up. What's up, sales pros? Back for another episode of the Sales is Simple podcast. I'm your host, Tamar Jamison, and today we got a little bit of a different perspective on Sales is Simple. So today I want to address a question that was posed to me by one of the listeners. And so what I want to do is read that to you and then attempt to answer her question, of course, staying in the vein of selling and sticking with the Sales is Simple approach. So the question was, When will you do a podcast to spotlight the do's and don'ts of supporting each other's businesses? I am so disappointed in some of these businesses I support monetarily and never receive the product for months. I'm frustrated with our businesses and their failure to provide product and customer service after payment, then having expectations for me to continue to support or sponsor them. So I thought this was a very good question to ask. One that I have actually begun to address a little bit in the past couple episodes when I've been talking about execution. Because first and foremost, that is the biggest problem. As you can tell by the frustration, you can actually feel the frustration in her voice in that message as she says, how do I continue to support people who don't deliver on their promises? Okay, so I want to talk to business owners and people in sales because it's all kind of tied together. When you have somebody who is patronizing your business or doing business with you, like I mentioned last week, you have to execute. They have given you their hard-earned money in exchange for service that you said you were going to provide or product that you said you were going to provide exactly the way you said you were going to provide it in the time frame you said you were going to provide it without any excuses, without any hesitation, without any hiccups. Now, whether you want to believe it or not, you owe that to them, all right? You have entered into somewhat of a contract by saying, here's what I'm telling you I'm going to do. Here's what my offering is going to do. Here's how much I want from you in exchange for it. And once you give me your hard-earned money, I'm going to deliver on it by doing what I said I was going to do. The problem when you don't execute is that you have people like this who will say, I'm tired of dealing with people and dealing with businesses and dealing with salespeople who don't do what they say they're going to do. Now, what happens when that when that occurs? All right, a few things can happen. We talk a lot about setting up the next sale. And I mentioned last week that in order to first get to a point where you can start talking about setting up the sale, you have to deliver on all the promises that you made when they originally bought your offering. So the first sale has to be delivered on before you can even start thinking about the next sale. But what's going to happen in a situation like this and what happens time and time and time again is that somebody who experiences what she's experienced will say, look, you don't want to deal with that company. You don't want to deal with that customer, I mean, that salesperson, because let me tell you my experience with it. Let me tell you what happened when I gave them my money. Let me tell you what happened when I trusted them. And when that happens, then it starts to taint the whole image of that specific segment of the population or 
with that company in general, all right? So when I say that segment of the population, I may mean small businesses, I may mean black-owned businesses, I may mean businesses in a certain part of town, I may mean businesses that have only been around for a year or two, I may mean big businesses, big corporations, and when I say a certain segment of people, I'm talking specifically about salespeople, all right? When we don't deliver, then we just perpetuate, perpetuate that stereotype that, all right, we're lying, pushy, aggressive, don't care about you salespeople who are only in it for the dollar. So customers will say no to you because of what they've gone through with other people, with other companies. That's why they come in with their guard up. That's why when they walk in and they see you for the first time and you make that first piece of eye contact and they know you've got something you're trying to sell and they know that it's something that they want to or need to buy, but there's a hesitation in the beginning, it's because they've been scarred by somebody else in that same arena that you are in and they're thinking without even really processing it that you're going to act the same way that last person act. That's why you get people who are rude to you in the beginning. That's why you get people who had a chip on their shoulder when they first meet you. That's why with some people it's hard to connect with. It's hard for you to build a rapport. It's hard for you to really start getting into asking the right questions because they've been scarred so many times that they just feel like this is just how everybody treats them. This is how this industry works. This is how this company operates. All right. So that's why I said from the beginning, the first part of the approach is you have to set yourself apart. You are already going into a loaded situation. And unless you can really take it to a point where you can show a customer or a potential customer that I'm totally different than what you think is going to happen, we're going to take this conversation into a whole different atmosphere. All right. We're about to build a relationship that you did not think would be possible. We're going to do some things that you are not familiar with and that you've never experienced in the past. Just hold on. Trust me. All right. You're going to have to get past that trust because they've been burned. So you've got to get them to understand if you trust me, I will honor your time. I will honor your request. And I will do everything in my power to make sure that you're in a better position when you get done talking to me than you were before we started talking. So I want to really address that from her perspective on why it's so frustrating to deal with a company and why as a company, people get frustrated and they tell you no. All right. They tell you no because they've already been there. They've done that. And if you do anything that even remotely reminds them of the situation they just got out of or the situation that really frustrated them, then all they're saying to themselves is, oh, gosh, here we go again. Say, I thought we were past this. The same old stuff, the same old techniques, the same old lies. And then all they're going to do is tell everybody they know not to do business with you. Don't come to see you. Don't call you. Don't come to your company. Don't inquire about your services. Don't have anything to do with you. And as you know, it is a lot more detrimental for somebody to bash you and give you some kind of negative feedback than it is for somebody positively to say, I had a great experience. I think some of the numbers are, and I'm not going to throw out the exact stats because unless I have a source that I can cite, I don't like giving exact stats. But it's something to the effect that if somebody is happy with what they have experienced, the purchase price, all the things that goes into a sales transaction, if they're happy with it, they'll tell, let's just say three people, okay? But if you piss them off, 
and you don't do what you say you're going to do, they're going to tell seven or 10 people, whatever the number is, it's exponentially more on the negative side than it is on the positive side. So you've done your job well, you've sold something, everything has been great, they're excited, and on average, they're going to tell three people. And you piss somebody off, they're going to tell everybody they know. So it is in your best interest and in our best interest, okay, because this plays into everything that we do. We are all in sales. You're not listening to this podcast if you're not in sales in some capacity, okay? So if you piss a client off and you get them frustrated about something that you've done in your sales technique or that you did not do in your sales technique, that looks bad on me. When I go to try to sell my services to the next client, it looks bad on you. When you go to try to sell your services to the next client, it looks bad on the industry when we as an industry go out and try to make a living and we have to overcome the issue that you had dealing with a client because you didn't take the time to assess their needs, to build rapport, to set yourself apart. All you were trying to do was make a sale. All right. So I really wanted to address that. Namaya, thank you very much for sending that. I think it was a very important question to ask. I think we all need to hear about that. And I wanted to put that in the vein of why customers say no. Piggybacking off that, I want to give you a couple other reasons why customers tell us no, why they say no, okay? And I alluded to it a little bit in the, in the example that I was given answering the question, which is you haven't built any kind of connection, all right? The first person or the first part of the process that the customer is saying yes to is to you. All right. You've probably heard this a hundred times or a thousand times that you have to sell yourself first. They have to buy you first. That's why it's important in the beginning that you set yourself apart because it's you that they're buying. They're buying into you. They're trusting you. They're listening to what you are telling them. So if you have not built the connection, that's one of the reasons why people say no. They'll tell you no because they're just saying, in essence, I don't want to do business with you. I don't trust you. I don't like you. And I don't want to deal with you anymore. So whatever you're asking me, I'm going to say no. So one of the reasons customers say no is because you have not built a connection. You have not built any rapport. I was just sitting down with a potential client today and we were talking about some sales and talking about sales training. And she was asking me, you know, well, um, what do you talk about? How do you really get into connecting with the customer? And I said, you need to spend more time talking about what's important to them than you do talking about the sale and talking about your product and talking about your offering. I said, you know, we were at an event this past weekend and we were all sitting together. It was a, a round table, probably about 10 people at the table. And so she was sitting to my left. I had somebody else sitting to my right. As I was talking to somebody sitting to my right, she was talking to somebody sitting to her left. And I told her, I said, I was listening to everything that you were talking about. I know your hometown. I know, you know, what kind of events you've gone to. And I started rattling off three or four things that she mentioned that she was saying while she was talking to somebody else. Her eyes lit up because she was like, oh, I understand that you were listening. Customers want to know that you're listening and you care about them versus the sale. The sale will come. I will promise you, if you connect with your customers, the sale will come. No, it may not come when you want it to come. No, it may not come from them, but they may say, you know what? I can't use your services right now, but you treated me so well. My neighbor needs to talk to you. My friend needs to talk to you. My mother needs to talk to you. My colleague needs to talk to you. And they may start sending you referrals before they're in position to actually use your services themselves. Okay, so make sure you connect with your customers first and foremost. All right. We talked about this. This is a big one. Failure to execute. 
Customers are going to tell you no all day long if you don't deliver on your promises. I'm not going to belabor that point, but I do want to make sure that you understand that it is important that you execute on what you say because that is one of the, another big reason why a customer will tell you no. And at this point, like when she posed that question, they're saying no again. All right, because they've already said in her situation, she's already said yes. She said, okay, I'm going to try out your offering. So here's my money. And then they never delivered. So she's not going to say yes again. She's going to say, give me my money back. All right. And don't contact me again. I'm sure it's going to be something along those lines. All right. Another reason why a customer says no, and this one's kind of a, a, a trick answer, if you will. But a customer, I will say it like this. I'll pose it why they don't say yes is because we don't ask them, all right? Now, you may be thinking to yourself, especially if you consider yourself kind of a, you know, a good closer, are you serious? You have people who are out there talking to customers and doing all this legwork in the beginning and they're not asking the customer to buy? That is precisely what I'm telling you, all right? There are a lot of people out there that are so good being friends they're so good connecting with people. They're so good building rapport that they either don't remember to ask or they're too scared to ask somebody to buy their offering. And in that case, it's very rare for a customer to say, look, I know you didn't really ask me to buy it, but can I buy it? Now, that happens on occasion, all right? But more times than not, the customer needs to be asked, do you want to buy it? And it does not necessarily have to be that blunt, but you need to have some kind of word track, some kind of closing technique, something that says, do you want to buy what I'm selling? All right. There's a whole gang of techniques on how to do that, but you have to ask them. A customer is not going to just volunteer to buy what you're selling. All right. So make sure that you ask. And then to piggyback off asking them to buy it, sometimes you have to ask more than once. You've heard of trial closes, all right? You've heard of being persistent. You've heard of overcoming objections, being assertive, not aggressive, but making sure that if a customer tells you no, you overcome that objection, figure out why they're saying no, handle it, and then ask them again now that you've handled their objection to buy. A second part of asking them to buy again and asking them more than once to buy is doing your follow-up. Timing may not be right, all right? A lot of people have certain situations that they are in that are preventing them from buying right now. Prime example, if you sell something that is credit-based, like a car, motorcycle, boat, something like that, where a customer has to finance it, and they're in the middle of buying a house, and I mean in the middle of, like, they've already done their preliminary stuff, they've got their loan pre-approved, and they're just waiting till closing. They got their closing date. I mean, somebody who's actually buying a, a house, not somebody who's saying, I'm looking, and they haven't even talked to a real estate agent yet, okay? But they are not in the position to buy right now. So that doesn't mean you don't follow up with them and ask them later, after they buy their house, okay? We get into a point where we're just chasing that, that next dollar a lot, where we're trying to find the next customer. We're trying to get the next person to call us. We're trying to get in front of the next prospect that we don't take the time to farm the prospect that we already have. Somebody we've already built rapport with, somebody we've already spent some time with, we know some things about them personally, we can have a conversation, we can have some connection with them, and rather than just simply following up 
and calling them, staying in touch with them, we try to figure out how we can get the next sale from somebody else that we got to start all over again with. Okay, so make sure that you are asking more than once, both when you are actually in the negotiation process, when they are saying no, saying no to you or saying no to your product or saying no to your company or saying no to the price. When they're saying no, that you're giving them a reason to say yes. And if they don't say yes automatically, don't just drop your hands and say, oh, well, I guess I'll uh, talk to you later or um, you let me know when you decide or let's touch base or all those other weak conversations that amateur salespeople have with clients when they don't know how to get them to the next step. All right. So these are just some quick tips on why customers say no. Again, Namaya, thank you very much for sparking that conversation. I hope I was able to answer that for you. I hope I was able to talk to somebody who's in a position who can deliver on an offering that you were trying to get so that other people don't have to go through the situation that you're going through. All right. For those of you who are in sales or that do own companies, understand why customers say no and do everything that you, is in your power to keep them from saying no. Again, if there's some circumstances outside of your control where they can't say yes, just think about it. They can't say yes right now. It's not that they can't say yes or they don't want to say yes. They may not just be able to say yes right now. So stay in touch with them. Make sure you keep that connection alive because when it is time for them to say yes, if you've been in touch with them enough, they'll just reach out to you and they'll say, hey, tomorrow, you know what? It's time. All right. You're the only person I've been thinking about when it comes to this offering. We have a connection. I consider you a friend at this point sometimes and I'm ready. All right. Isn't that the call you want to get somebody out of the blue? You haven't I wouldn't say you hadn't thought about them, but you haven't been really rigorous about following up with them like you should. But you've done it enough that you've planted enough seeds that when that uh, plant begins to grow, they just pick up the phone, call you and say, okay, I'm ready. That's easy money. All right. Because you've done all the hard work in the beginning. So thank you as always for taking a few moments to listen to me, tell you about some reasons that customers say no, give you some tools that you can use to prevent customers from saying no, and then how to get people to say yes after they've said no. If these weekly podcasts are not enough for you and you're saying, you know what, I get some good information every week, but there's some certain things within my circumstances that I would really like to talk to you a little bit more about that maybe we can really address from exactly what's happening in my world, then reach out to me. Go to my website, opportunitydevelopmentllc.com, send in a request to schedule a time where we can talk on a one-on-one -on -one basis, all right? My schedule is pretty packed. I've got a few clients that take up a good amount of my time. But if there's something that you really need some help with, all right, we can have a quick 30-minute conversation. We can talk about it. And if it's something that we need to go further on, partner with, have an ongoing relationship, then we can talk about it at that time. But I really want you guys to become sales professionals. Get out of amateur status. Show the world that salespeople are just as professional as doctors, attorneys, accountants, and all those other quote-unquote professions that they consider professions, all right? 
If you haven't had a chance, you know the routine. Make sure that you rate and review the podcast. Let other salespeople out there know that there is a resource for them to learn more about how to become a professional salesperson. Go ahead and share this with anybody that you think could benefit from this information every week. And then if you have not subscribed to the Sales is Simple Facebook group, Go ahead and jump in there and start talking amongst yourself to other salespeople. There are salespeople in that group from all different walks of life, different industries. There may be some that sell exactly what you sell and you can get some feedback from them. Or there may be people in there who sell nothing like what you sell, but they can give you just some information about what they deal with on a daily basis. So thank you guys again. It's been a wonderful time. Namaya, again, I want to thank you for posing that question to really spark this podcast episode. If I have not answered your question or if you want to talk more in depth about what your uh, specific issue was with dealing with that company, you know how to reach me. Get in touch with me. Let me know and we'll address that. I'm going to let you guys go. I'll talk to you again next week. And then, of course, I always want you to remember that the best way to get what you want is by giving other people what they want.